as a human being. Anyways. Uh, Maniac Mansion's up next. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Cheeto Radio here on BFF.FM. We'll be back next time. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> all we're going to okay, say about it. bye.
FF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever from San Francisco. I am DJ Fun Size. Thank you so very much for tuning into my show. Sorry, sorry, I had a little technical difficulty at the beginning, so I started the show just a couple minutes late. Thank you to the Cheetles, as always, for helping me and helping me stay calm. Uh, I will be with you tonight until 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. A huge thank you to BFF. .fm, as always, for making my show happen. There's 46 days left until Halloween and Pee Wee Herman forever. We just heard California Uber Alice by the Dead Kennedys. The song was released as a 7-inch uh, in 1979 on Alternative Tentacles. Shout out to the tentacles that take up residence at Maniac Mansion. As I've mentioned before, there's a storyline you can follow in the game of Maniac Mansion that involves helping. You have to help the tentacle that is like a teenager who wants to be a rock star and he will like let you have something you need for the game if you mail in his demo tape to a publishing company called Three Guys Who Publish Anything and involves like watching a TV commercial of this company. It's funny, it's kind of like a Better Call Saul vibe. Um, 
Anyway, I believe that this was the Dead Kennedys' first single. Um, I played it tonight because there was a post from an Instagram account last week, um, and it was it was uh, like some footage of Pee Wee Herman dancing on what I think was like the David Letterman show, and the dancing um, paired with this song. The song was playing, and it was just kind of like especially good. It made me want to play the song on the show this week and I was talking to someone recently about how many times she's seen Jello Biafra in attendance at music shows like over the years which is a lot and I've also seen him in the crowd as well um, and I think he usually DJs at Forbidden Island over in Alameda once a year um, I'm not sure if he's been doing that recently but anyway shout out to Forbidden Island I love that place there are a lot of dear hearts over there uh, coming up in the next set, we're going to hear a song by the band Sline and the Family Stoned, a newish band from New London, Connecticut. They've been around since 2019. I'm very excited to have found out about them because they are very Sonic Youth-esque um, and clearly have been influenced by them, which is a great thing to me as a Sonic, um, as Sonic Youth is one of my favorite bands ever. I always talk about that on the show. Um, the man behind the music of Sline and the Family Stone is Michael Sline, who has been involved with other bands from that area, um, including Snow Orphan, Ferocious Fucking Teeth, and Brain, oh sorry, not Brain, Brian and the White Birds. Uh, just want to note that this, um, in an interview I was reading with the band on the online zine that has been around for 17 years, apparently called Wailing City, which was created, quote, to support, document, and promote the vibrant scene within New London County, Connecticut. I just have to say that, first of all, I love that um, at least when Wailing City was created, it was known as an online zine. I just love zines, especially a music zine, especially one about local music scenes. Um, and even more awesome, it's cool that this is an area that at least I did not know about this, you know, that there's this New London, Connecticut, uh, thriving band community. Although I will say I have discovered some new bands, um, over like the past year that are from Connecticut, including Of Love, um, Stove and Ferns, and there have been more too. Um, anyway, I love finding out about local music scenes and, um, I feel like the music that I like very most often comes from like very small bands. Um, anyway, that, yeah. Um, on their, oh yeah. So Sline and the Family Stone are getting some notoriety on their Bandcamp page. There's the description. Sline leads a group of punks and freaks and lovers and misfits and drifters and soul searchers and jazz cats and pseudo pop queens and tone benders. They try and make a glorious racket. Um, the song I'm gonna play is off their new album, new for 2023 album, which the band self-released just a few months ago, uh, called Is Heaven Sweet? And then in parentheses to, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional right now. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, let's, uh, I will, uh, it's called Is Heaven Sweet to the Ones We Lose. <laughs> okay, wow. And uh, the song I'm gonna play tonight, it's called Everybody in Heaven. Um, I really like it, I hope you do also. Okay, sorry, I'm just emotional tonight. Um, okay, uh, I'll also be playing a song by Totes, um, a local Oakland band. Um, I played them on the show for the first time not too long ago in July. At that time, I had said that they were from San Francisco. Now I know that they're actually from Oakland. Sorry about that. Last time I played their song Chum Hum, which I went off about how much I love that song because like of the lyrics and 
like chum hum reality and we are living in a chum hum um anyway tonight i'm gonna play another great song by toads it's called bad cop which is off their mini album that was uh self-titled um that they released in 2021 on sanctuary moon um this is still what appears to be their only album on their Bandcamp page i learned that uh there was the quotes some might mistakenly liken the vibe to post-punk but Toad's sound is pierced through with sharp DIY sensibilities closer to the early days of punk back when people were still getting off on getting weird, end quote. Um, and members of Toad's have also been in, also been in Midnight Snacks, Lolly and the Chonas, Icky Boyfriends, Hank and Hank the Fourth. Their vocalist is Miranda Fisher, who's described as being ferromagnetic. I did not know what that meant, so I looked it up. And if something is ferromagnetic, it means that it is a material that is easily magnetized. So, like, I get it because I'm definitely drawn to her voice. But first, in honor of my mom's birthday this Sunday, I'm going to play a Tom Petty song as she's the most devoted Tom Petty fan I know. So tonight for her, I'm going to play I Need to Know, which is from their album You're Gonna Get It, released in 1978 on Shelter. This is considered by many to be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' most punk album. And when I was researching this, I found a Reddit thread called The Most Punkest Tom Petty Songs. And I just wanted to share that, first of all, uh, a Reddit user named CulturalWind357 said that when Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers started out in 1976, quote, they were labeled as punk and or new wave. Depending on who you ask, they either shook off the initial labels or it actually held a grain of truth. They acted as a bridge between classic rock of the 60s and the rising bands of the mid-late 70s. Sometimes I think artists find themselves subtly shaped by the era, even if they aren't explicitly part of a genre. Uh, there were artists that weren't necessarily punk, but didn't quite fit in with the mainstream either, which I think covers Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, end quote. Uh, he goes on to say that Dave Grohl has also talked about how Tom Petty was a punk, um, and I've talked to both of my parents about how the labels of new wave and punk um, have been applied to Tom Petty's music. And um, as someone with a radio show that plays mostly like indie rock and punk and all like the off offshoot genres, I just want to say I do acknowledge this. I appreciate this as a music fan. And so, yeah, anyway, I grew up listening to Tom Petty. Um, like there are so many um, just my sister and I basically know like all the albums from start to finish. Um, and we can like recite lyrics from memory. And anyway, I'm, I'm grateful for this and the exposure to great music I had early on thanks to my parents um, because loving music to the extreme level that I do is just like one of my very greatest joys in life. Um, I also like that this guy said, quote, listening to something like Refugee, there's this defiance that I wouldn't find that unusual being covered by a punk artist. And I agree with that. Okay, so here's I Need to Know by Tom Petty and the Harpers. Thank you so much for listening to my show, Maniac Mansion, here on BFF.FM. Please enjoy and happy birthday, Mom.
BFF.FM. This is DJ Fun Size. Thank you so much for tuning into my show tonight. It means so much to me. I hope you are enjoying the music tonight. Uh, I had some technical difficulties at the top of the show, and then I um, just in that last set, I had some other technical difficulties. Um, I'm not able to play any songs from like uh, Bandcamp, but that's all right. I only had like three planned, so. I'm going to be winging the rest of the show, so I thank you in advance for um, standing, uh, I, I mean, bearing with me. Uh, the song we just heard was Dinosaur uh, by Dinosaur Jr. called Little Furry Things, uh, one of my favorite songs by them. Uh, it's from their masterpiece album, You're Living All Over Me, which came out in 1986 on SST. I love the wall of lo-fi fuzzy guitar, which I think really is my favorite musical sound and really defines most accurately the music I love, even though not all the music I love has that or necessarily has to, but that is my favorite noise. Um, I was planning on, well, I was planning on seeing them when they were here in San Francisco uh, on the 22nd um, of this month. Uh, However, uh, upon first, like, understanding of, like, looking this up, the ticket prices were extremely high and just, like, such a dramatic way uh, that are just like way out of my price range and I'm just kind of confused as why they would charge their fans so much I mean I still love them like I I hope there's a good reason why this is happening Um, but like it's just so much more expensive than like the most expensive tickets I've ever like considered buying Um, but anyway good news I found uh, tickets for extremely uh, reasonable just the other night so if you have also encountered this situation with uh, the Dinosaur Jr. show at the Fillmore uh, on the 22nd, um, you know, look on like alternate places because um, just like don't give up because I think people are now just wanting to go to the show. Um, I mean, people that can't go are just wanting to sell their stuff. Anyway, um, I believe it was before that. Um, I think it was before that was uh, the Courtney's out of Vancouver. I've played them on the show many times before. Tonight I played Virgo from their second album, Two, which was released in 2017 on Flying Nun. I'm playing that song because it's it's my mom's birthday on Sunday, who's a Virgo, and Monday was my bestie Angela's birthday. 
um, who came in with me to do the show once, and I hope she comes back soon. These are two Virgo women that I love, and I want to wish them a happy birthday. It's also my cat Dottie's birthday next week. She's a Virgo as well, and I love her so much too. Um, also, I wanted to share that when I was on their Discogs page. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is kind of funny. On the Courtney's Dicks Discogs page, looking up uh, the album details for some reason, probably due to it being late at night and I was drinking wine at the time. For some reason, uh, for a minute, I thought I actually was on their Bandcamp page. And like Bandcamp pages, if you don't know, usually are just like customized by the band with like colors and de designs chosen by them. And I was like, oh my God, their background has pictures of Funfetti cakes all over it. Like this is so funny and awesome. Um, and, you know, I happen to love Funfetti. I know I'm not alone in that. But no, I was on their, not on their Bandcamp page. I was on their Discogs page. And this, like, Funfetti background that I was looking at was actually, like, ads for Pil Pillsbury's Funfetti cake. Um, anyway, sorry, uh, but it makes the song even more appropriate, I guess, in honor of my mom's birthday. Okay, uh, coming up in the next set, what I know for sure is we're going to hear... A song by Waveless, a band from Minnesota. On their Bandcamp page, they describe themselves as, quote, a surrealist spell made in a blood pact between three friends. They've been around since 2014. It looks like um, this band was, were former members um, of, oh, okay. They were all in another band called Total Trash, which was a noisy punk band. Um, and I feel like that sounds familiar to me, but maybe that's just because of the Sonic Youth song, Total Trash. Um, but the song I'm going to play is called by Waveless is called Bogart and Bacall, which is from their most recent album, uh, which is called Sugar Tree. And it came out in 2021 on Manic Static. It's a good one. I hope you like it. This is also another shout out to my mom because I think Lauren Bacall has the same birthday as her, too. And um, I remember her telling me about this. And also my mom shares a birthday with Peter Falk. I mean, so awesome already. And then Amy Poehler and Molly Shannon. Like, wow, what a day. And my mom. Uh, and I think Richard Marks too. Okay. Uh, but let's see. We are also going to hear from Flipper. I'm going to play some Flipper. Um, they uh, have been around for a long time. I always wanted to check them out more because a lot of people love them um they formed in 1979 they are actually from san francisco which i did not realize until recently very cool um i love that on their wikipedia page it reports that they continued into the mid 90s in a quote often erratic fashion um flipper reunited in 2005 they've had many many lineup changes over the years including mike watt from minutemen and chris novoselic Novoselic of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic both cited Flipper as a major influence, especially their, quote, slowed down, bass driven and heavily distorted style of punk. Also, Eric Avery of Jane's Addiction and Henry Rollins of Black Flag also say that Flipper was part of what inspired their music. And apparently in Henry Rollins' memoir of the early 80s punk scene, Get in the Van, his, um, he described experiencing uh, Flipper's music as, quote, they were just heavy, heavier than you, heavier than anything. When they played, they were amazing. And I also got to share this bit of info, which is that, quote, in the documentary American Hardcore, Moby stated that he fronted Flipper for two days while singer Will Shatter was in jail 
because he quote unquote knew all of their songs. And Steve DePace recalls that that was just for one night. Um, okay, well, whatever happened, it's just funny to me that Moby is a part of all this. And he, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'll step in. I know all their songs. And like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting Moby to to know that. But whatever. That's great. Um, anyway, the song I'm going to play by Flipper in the next set is called Shed No Tears, which is off of their very first album, Album Generic Flipper. I like that name. Uh, released in 1982 on Subterranean. Uh, we were going to hear a great song, also dedicated to my mom, but that one's not playing tonight. I will try to get that going for another show soon. Um, what? But this one is for my mom, too. I'm going to play a song by the White Stripes. My mom and I both really love them. I've never played them on the show before, but wanted to do so, fi- um, do so you know, finally, especially in honor of her birthday. Uh, tonight, I'm going to play Hello Operator from their second album, The Style, which I looked up how to pronounce that. It me, It's Dutch for The Style. Um, it came out in 2000 on Sympathy for the Record Industry. Um, I've always liked this one. And, you know, the White Stripes, what a really, like, fun band. You know, they were awesome. They should be celebrated. And so, Mom, I'm celebrating you with you with this one. Um, thank you again so much, listener, for tuning in tonight. I just cannot thank you enough for listening to my show, Maniac Mansion, here on BFF.FM.
this is your DJ speaking, DJ Fun Size. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to my show, Maniac Mansion, tonight. Thanks for bearing with me during those technical difficulties. Actually, I don't even need to add an extra song. I am going to go out on a song, um, but like I sort of had too many tonight anyway, so it ended up working out. I did want to say, though, that I forgot to mention that not in that last set, but the first set was a Davila 666 song, the awesome band from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, I just love them more and more all the time. I've played them on the show several times before. They're so good. Tonight, I played Obsessiano, I hope I'm saying that right, which is from their 2011 album, Tan Bajo, which was put out on In the Red. Uh, Love this band so much. I hope they keep doing stuff and that I get to see them play live someday. Um, so the song I'm going to go out on, I've been going on out on like a Halloween surf song every show for the past couple months. Tonight I'm going to do something just a little different because I'm going to play a Psycho Billy song. And I feel like in essence, every Psycho Billy song probably, you know, has like a Halloween vibe in a way. Um, and like Rockabilly and Psycho Billy are kind of like surf rock agenda. Uh, I mean, adjacent, if you will. Um, I hope I'm making sense about this. Uh, the song I'm going to play is called Psycho Billy Freak Out. By the Reverend Horton Heat. Uh, it's a live version of the song. Uh, it was released just last month, actually, as a single. Um, it's called Psycho Billy Freak Out Live in Houston 2009, um, which came out on Cleopatra. I do love the name of that label. Um, I will just really quick try to summarize. I'm playing the show tonight because I've been talking about throughout the evening. It's my mom's birthday on Sunday. The reason I'm playing this Reverend Horton Heat song is that some of my happiest memories are when my sister was little and like she was like, yeah, four or five and I was like 14 and my mom and I would go to Wendy's in San Lorenzo and then we go to Rasputin's Records in San Lorenzo as well in the old location, not the location that came later in San Lorenzo on Hesperian where they eventually moved to a strip mall. Um, I'm talking about the old one that was part of a mini strip mall. It was probably actually on Hesperian as well. Um, Anyway, uh, so my mom would be looking for Tom Petty records and CDs, Tom Petty CDs and tapes as well. I'd be looking for like whatever I was listening to at the time, probably like Green Day, Rancid and Operation Ivy um, on CD and cassette. And at various times we would like make eye contact across the store and like hold stuff up for each other. And I'm, or if like there was something funny playing or like significant playing, we'd like, you know, gesture each other. And so there was this one day um, we were in there and this Reverend Horton Heat song came on. And yeah, he's like this rockabilly, psychobilly guy. And um, it is just kind of funny. And it, and it was called Martini Time. I'm not going to play that one. I'm going to spare you of that one. Um, but the lines repeated a lot through the song. I, I do remember like thinking like this guy's funny and like, I you know, I'm not going to like, OK, you know what? I got I got to just play this song. Mom, this one is for you. Listener, I hope you enjoy. Um, thank you again so much for listening to Maniac Mansion tonight. Please stay tuned for audio syncrasies coming up next with DJ Swerving. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Freak out!